Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this week's podcast. I am one of your FWBs. Read reviews by Jess or just Jess. And I am your other FWB, booked with Emily or just M. On this week's episode of Friends with Books, we will be discussing. Drum roll, please. <laughs> a little delayed but we got there bookish tropes honey yes emily yes tell us about the tropes what is a trope i don't know i actually didn't know until i started bookstagram yeah i had no idea what a trope was when someone said it i just nodded like i understood um <laughs> but i googled what a trope was so i'm just gonna spit it out A trope in literary terms is a plot device or character attribute that is used so commonly in the genre that it's seen as commonplace or conventional. So, for example, a trope in a superhero story would be that the villain wants to take over the world. Mm. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. So, but maybe it doesn't. But for me... It's like a little dum dum. A trope is like, <laughs> like a little dum dum, <laughs> like a little dum dum lollipop. Um, <laughs> a trope is just basically like Emily said. No, it did make sense. It's something that's recurring over and over that you see in books. Some sort of theme. So, like for us, we read a lot of romance. So in romance, we see a lot of common themes like. Grumpy sunshine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Lovers. Let's not spoil it. We're going to get into this for the listeners. Oh, <laughs> I lied about all of those. We've never seen those before. I've never heard of that. Before we do start talking about our favorite tropes and all the different types of tropes there are, should we take the fun quiz that you found? I think we should. So, obviously... It- BuzzFeed quizzes are what dreams are made of. So I simply Googled, what romance trope am I? (laughs) And we will be taking this episode. Um, If you life was a movie... (laughs) There's a spelling error, BuzzFeed, in the (laughs) titer. What are you saying? (laughs) There's a spelling error. The quiz is called, if you life was a romance (laughs) movie... Which trope would it use? Oh my god! Okay, let's so let's just go. That's, we're gonna f- figure out what our life would be as a romance trope. So, um, we'll kind of just start these questions and then read the options. If you want to take the quiz along with us, um, just Google if you life was a romance. <laughs> It'll come right up. But no, if you want to take this, we will link it in our bio over on Instagram. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Okay, so first question. What setting do you gravitate toward the most? Mysterious nightclub, nostalgic school dance, airport at night, or museum around closing time? I'm going to say nostalgic school dance because... Boots with the fur back in the day. <laughs> that was my shit. And I just feel like that's what I would gravitate towards. What about you? Um, I respect that because I'm feeling to the window. <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> um, but, okay. Mm, I think I'm going to go with airport at night. Oh. Yeah, just. Interesting. It's a little different. I don't know. 
I don't know. Especially for someone who doesn't like to fly. No, I hate flying. But that's why, like, this is if it was a movie. You know, like, this is not my real life. Like, I would want to be in an airport, I think. So I think my life is a movie, so I'm just approaching this quiz as that. I think that's perfect. Two different approaches. We'll get... We'll get an answer at the end. Uh, question two. If you were the main character in a romance movie, where would you live? Lonely luxury penthouse, your parents' house, a quaint cottage, or a gloomy manor? I think lonely luxury penthouse, and then send me a man who can fill my home. I love that. I I really do. You know what, since you said that, I'm going to go with a quaint cottage that maybe needs some plumbing installed and, like, a like a plumber can come out and, like, fix Ooh. that and then we'd fall in love, so. I love that. Yeah. Do you remember that one time I was at a baby shower and <laughs> it was at a fire hall <laughs> and <laughs> this fireman came in and he was like, what are you doing here? Somebody else booked this room. And I was just like, I don't know, Sarah. I'm just like setting up for this party for my friend. And then he was like, well, are you going to tell the other people that <laughs> that you're taking this room? And I was like, no, I'm not. No. And I texted Emily and I said, if this was a romance novel, he would have tried to fuck me for sure. <laughs> he would have bent you right over the table, the diaper <laughs> raffle table, and just have taken you. But sadly, he was an old, unattractive man, so... He was. It's fine. It's okay. Okay. In your story, the love interest makes dot, 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 your blood boil, your heart ache, you burst out laughing, sparks fly when you touch. Mm, I'm going to go with your blood boil because I always feel like mm. the sex is better when there's a little anger behind it. <laughs> okay. I feel you. I feel you. Um, I'm going to say burst out laughing just because I think that's a vibe for me. Yeah, for sure. And I think that you're funny. So you would also make them laugh. Yeah. So we would just be laughing and not having sex. And we would just be hating each other and having a lot of sex all over the cottage. <laughs> so over the coin cottage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What kind of emotional journey does your character undergo? Hmm. Oh, my options. options. Sorry. Um, From angst to true happiness, from anger to inner peace, from heartbreak to true love, or from feeling lost to finding their destiny. Oh, my gosh. That's a tough one. I think we are going for heartbreak to true love. Okay. Who broke your heart? Well, his name was... (laughs) This is like a little bit of a therapy session. Are you okay over there? I'm fine. Um, yeah, okay. We'll talk about this off air. We'll talk about yeah, this we'll, offline. Yeah, we'll talk about this later. Um, I think I'm going to go from angst to true happiness. I knew you were going to pick Yeah, that. I just feel like it makes the most sense for me. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's good. Okay. What's your favorite part of a romance story? Their first encounter, the revelation of their feelings, when they reunite after conflict, or their banter? Mm, I'm going to go with the revelation of their feelings. I love that moment in a book. (laughs) The revelation. That's what I said. No, you said the revelation. (laughs) 
that's what I mean. The relevation. <laughs> that's okay. We all we all back that sometimes. So what I really meant was um the revelation of their feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just love in a book when they like Every, the reader knows, everyone knows it's going to happen, and then finally they realize it's going to happen. And usually that is followed by them having, like, really good sex. <laughs> no, that's true. I uh, I love that. I think that's great. I think personally we should just take reunite after conflict out of this picture because who would pick Mm-mm. that? I feel like conflicts in books are so frustrating for me. Yeah. Um, third act. But I do get it. Third act conflicts. Ugh. Pass. Let's not talk about it. I'm going to go with their banter just because I feel like that really makes a book and, and keeps my interest. Okay. That's fair. I love that. Hmm. Oh, is it my turn to ask right, the question? This is our last question, too. Okay. <gasps> I forgot to answer these as I was – like, I forgot to click the button. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> go back and do that. I'm going to. It's fine. Okay. Let's – okay. Last question. What complication okay. pulls you into a story? Heartache, miscommunication, <laughs> magic, or a strong villain? Ooh. I think heartache. Yeah. I, th- I Well, maybe I'm thinking of magic too literally, but I'm still going to go with heartache. I think I'm thinking of magic very literally as well, like like a wand yeah. and fairies and stuff, which don't get me wrong. I do love that, but not in this. Okay, so I'm going to say – I'll say heartache. No, I'm going to say like a strong villain, maybe like a morally gray type guy. Like do you think oh, that's what that. that is? Like, Yeah, okay. I think that works. All right. Okay. I'm nervous. Oh my god! I got childhood friends to lovers. Oh shit! Yes. Okay. Which is I got. No, you go. Okay, but I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it. It says some people may think that you always see the world through rose-colored glasses. What they don't know is that you have a hidden intensity to you. Mm -hmm. From the pining stares to the exciting rush of unfamiliar attraction, when in love, you're a whirlwind of emotions. I think that's the cancer in me. However, (laughs) you're careful who you share these feelings with. Friendship and humor is the key to your heart. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. Okay. What did you get? I got second chance romance. Oh, that's a good one. So it says, what's love without a bit of trials and tribulations? You're one of the most loyal lovers, almost to a fault. Where other people would put up walls, you open up completely. Sometimes this comes back to burn you. But with the right person, you'll find an honest, devotional kind of love most can only dream of. I think that makes sense because as you were reading that, I feel like you've given me a lot of second chances. Like when I take nap after nap and ghost you. Yeah. So I think our bully romance has quite literally formed into a second chance romance. Um, Still with the one bed trope. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Well, that was fun. That was fun. I yeah. like that. I want to take another one. I know. Not right now, but. We're definitely going to link that in our bio, and you guys should take it. Yeah, and fun. if you know of any other good book quizzes or BuzzFeed quizzes that's like, what type of lasagna are you? Mm-hmm. Send them to us over on Instagram at Friends with Books Pod because I want to take them. So how many different types of lasagna are there? <laughs> 
Well, I guess we'll find out. Um, <laughs> all right. BuzzFeed, if that's not a quiz, can you make it one? <laughs> I'm really curious about this. I'm also curious why that's the first thing that came to your mind. But, you know, not the heart wants what the heart wants and the brain works in mysterious ways. That's all I can that's say. That's what they say. All right. Well, <laughs> let's move on to the good stuff. And that is us talking about all the tropes. There are so, so, so many tropes out there. I mean, you could really make a trope out of anything. I think yeah. we're kind of just going to go over the ones that we read about the most or maybe kind of just the most common tropes that we mm-hmm. seem to to read about. Yeah. And I think just kind of like we're going to go over the romance tropes, just to be specific. I know there are other sort of tropes in books, but we read the most romance, so we figured that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, one thing to preface before we dive in is that books can have more than one more, more than one trope, mm-hmm. and I think majority of books do. Yeah, um, I agree. The more, the better, honestly. Honestly. Yeah. I love when I read a book, and it's like, oh my god, and we, like all of these tropes, and you can just list them out. I totally agree. I also think it's interesting. I know we're talking about tropes, but I've read a couple books where there are no tropes, and it's such a different reading experience. Like, really? Yeah. I think the one off the top of my head is, that I'm thinking about is Meant to Be by Emily Griffin. It's kind of like a historical fiction. It's based off of like JFK. Um, but it's not tropey at all. And I loved it. I really enjoyed it. But just a side note, some books don't have any tropes and that's an interesting reading experience as well. That's true. Yes. I feel like the more like literary romances have less tropes. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think like more probably new adult romances and like contemporary are kind of littered with those tropes because some of them aren't always healthy. And I think that's like yeah. a newer thing maybe in fiction. So yeah, that's true. Yes. Okay. Anyways, let's dive in. Let's so it. kind of how this is going to work is we're going to just really talk about each trope, what we like about it, what we don't like about it. And then we're going to give you a couple wrecks that fall into that trope. Mm-hmm. Um, so Let's start with one that is very near and dear to our hearts, so much so that our podcast name is inspired after it. Yeah, that would be Friends with Benefits. Friends with Benefits or FWBs. Yes. Um, This is, I think, one of my favorite tropes, Mm -hmm. although I don't know that I've read a ton of Friends with Benefits. Yeah, I think Friends with Benefits is probably one of my favorite tropes as well. But I think that it's interesting because I think this trope is probably one of the more polarizing tropes. Like people Mm -hmm. either love it or hate it. Because normally in like a Friends with Benefits, in some of the books I've read, like, you know, people will be like, oh, well, they don't respect themselves. They're just sleeping with people and like not respecting themselves I don't I don't take it that way. Like I read it and I, I think it's kinda like hot. So I like it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. No. Yeah. I I mean, I think when it comes to like sex and books and whatever, do what you gotta do and in life. Yeah. Like I don't really care what you do. I'm just like degrade me and I think this is Yeah. And it's fiction. It's start. fiction. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's also too, let's just say all of the books we're talking about and all the tropes. 
they probably aren't the healthiest. And I would never give this advice to, you know, my future daughter or my little sister and be like, hey, mold your relationship after these books. But they're they're fun to read about. So Friends with Benefits, I think they are probably some of the... I think, okay, I think Friends with Benefits is safe. But, like, if you're gonna, like, if you don't want to be in a relationship, like, you might as well have a friend with benefits. Oh, yeah. I, it's probably safer than going out and having sex with a bunch of different people. Even if that's what you want to do, do that. But that's just what I think. I think you're right. I think I'm, so a couple of the books under Friends with Benefits that we shared are Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover, The Score by Al Kennedy, and Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. And I think in Ugly Love, for example, like that is just not a healthy friends with benefits situation. So I guess it depends like what book you're reading with this trope, but it could go either way. Like some people are just like, oh my God, like he's disrespecting her because you know he doesn't like her. And I'm like, it's fine. Like degrade her. She's letting it happen. No, I feel like that's an that's a good point because I feel like both in Icebreaker and maybe this is what you think that in Icebreaker and the score it's more like the guy falls first. Um and so it doesn't feel as toxic mm-hmm. as Ugly Love does where it's this woman Tate yeah. who is in love with Miles but She's just taking what he'll give her. Yeah. But also, too, I don't love the hate that Miles get. He's been honest with her since the get-go. I don't think I he agree. ever took advantage of her. Like, so, I don't know. But, yeah, this... That's his conversation for another yes, day. <laughs> but the score in Icebreaker, I think that I really like the Friends with Benefits in there because it was mutual. Like, there wasn't, mm-hmm. like, any, like, I don't think, like, a lot of heartache. Like, they want... They, both didn't want relationships, wanted to have sex, more power to them, and they they did it with well, friends. I feel like actually, like Nate Nathan in Icebreakers, what like he kind of wanted a relationship and yeah. he was kind of down with her. But it's funny because I feel like both him and Dean in the score are like these playboys yeah. who like weren't really into relationships before, and then this one girl comes around and they're like, <gasps> yeah, no, for sure, take my breath away. And they did by having sex. (laughs) I love that. I love the trope, friends with benefits. I think it's fun to watch them to go from friends to friends to having sex to normally falling in love. So it's a fun, I don't know, progression. Yeah. I think another one that is kind of really similar to friends with benefits that we don't actually have on our list is enemies with benefits Mm. um and that's just kind of like you actually hate each other but you're just both using each other for sex so i think that's probably the more toxic trope than friends with benefits but um yeah yeah just a call out i would agree i think a good one for that genre would be like twisted hate Oh, perfect. That is... Like, they're literally so nasty to each other. They they hate <laughs> each other. They're just the worst, but they really like to have sex with each other. So. This is true. Well, okay. moving on. What's next? Next is apparently what I am, a second chance romance. If my life was a movie, it would be this, according to BuzzFeed. Um, this is also one of my favorites. I feel like second chance, like, there's something so good about two people who just have these memories together and maybe they grew up together or maybe it was just like the wrong time Mm -hmm. but they come back together and they have this second chance to just do it right yeah I think second chance romances are probably the most nostalgic 
because yeah. like you like you said like you get those childhood memories and or kind of maybe not if even if they're children or you know these teenagers these high school sweethearts who like kind of have their first with each other and all these like really sweet pure memories and then they go their mm-hmm. separate ways and then to come back together I don't know I love it I think it's so sweet and I, I think, too, I like these books because usually it's dual timeline. And I, I was just going to yes, say Yes, yeah. I love a dual timeline book, like, kind of with the flashbacks where you're reading present, but then, like, I don't know, their past is, like, littered into it. So this is a good one. No, I agree. I – and some of the, the recs that we have for this are Seven Days in June um, by Tia Williams, I think, is the author. Yeah, Tia Williams. Um. Every Summer After by Carly Fortune, Love and Other Words by Christina Lauren, Something Wilder by Christina Lauren, and Say You Still Love Me by K.A. Tucker. Yeah, those are all. The only one I haven't read is Seven Days in June, and I wanted to read it in June, and I didn't, so it's going to have to wait until June 2023. (laughs) (laughs) But no, those are all phenomenal second chance romance books, and I think they all vary in degrees of kind of like – steaminess or how Mm. how much you get of the past relationship like something wilder like you don't see a ton of their past like it's more that's true so we're like say you i think that's oh sorry i was just like like, say you still (laughs) say you still love me that's very heavily like you see their past relationship more as opposed to like their present day relationship yeah, so the only one that I haven't read is Say You Still Love Me. Something Wilder, you don't get a ton of what happened between them, like Emily said. Um, and then Every Summer After and Love and Other Words are really similar mm-hmm. in that it's this dual timeline story that's kind of pretty equally spread, I would say, between past and present. Um, maybe a little bit more in the past even. But um, And then Seven Days in June is a really it's a great story it's it's pretty short so i mean i guess we'll see what emily thinks next year mm-hmm. but stay tuned <laughs> i liked it <laughs> I've, I've seen a lot of good reviews about that one so i would say if you're looking for a good second chance romance all of those would be mm-hmm. good recommendations yeah oh gosh our next one enemies to lovers i, I think all of these are my favorite i love this I trope think, i think we just love the tropes <laughs> is what it is <laughs> Give me all the tropes. I agree. I love a good enemies to lovers. And I think that comes back to you loving. I mean, I like it, but I feel like you love it. A really morally gray man. I do. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think just my like actual real life, like my husband is the furthest thing from morally gray. (laughs) Like he's just kind of very like straight laced. Like we are very much friends to lovers. Like that is our trope. And so I think enemies to lovers is just something so far removed from my everyday life that it's so fun to read about. Like you do get that really morally gray guy that you hate, but like can't help but root for. Oh gosh. It's so intense. And like when they finally do have that moment of like, revelation Mm -hmm. (laughs) they have feelings for each other it's just oh love it yeah i would say too enemies to lovers is probably one of the most done tropes in in today's age at least the most that i read about is is enemies to lovers i agree i agree for sure i think we have some good recs for that one too i think that it's just because like you get that angst like it just can like there's such emotion behind it oh I love it I love it yeah there's a lot it's like a and it's a nice kind of like arc of the story and you get them like 
maybe they start out as strangers and then they're they're enemies and then you know they start building their relationship and coming together Mm -hmm. and then they have all this build up from all this hate and now it's love and it's like a whiplash of feelings and then they yeah they do it they do it they bang (laughs) finally do it the moment we've all been waiting for um um so tell them the what i mean what do you dislike about about enemies to lovers okay we'll get to the rocks next <laughs> yeah you jumped the gun i still want to talk i about did this. yeah we we will stay on enemies to lovers for as long as she wants which will be forever <laughs> what don't i like about enemies to lovers hmm. i think so i think sometimes it can be like too much enemy like mm. to like in twisted hate they are enemies to lovers right like they hate each other. And there's a couple scenes in the book where they are actually just so horrible to each other. Like the things they say to each other and do to each other. You're almost like, I don't, can you, can you come back from that? Like, are you going to make it to lovers? Like sometimes it's a little too intense for me. That's what I was going to call out. Actually, I think like in terms and conditions, Declan is like borderline, like verbally abusive, abusive to Iris. And that's, like, a little much for me. So I would say I don't like – like, I like a nice, like, chill enemy to lover. Or, like, if you want to physically, like, hurt me. Not, like, beat me up, hmm. but, like, if you want to murder me, I think that's <laughs> Like, yeah. Like, if you want to talk about murdering me. Okay, so the re- let's seg into the into the wreck because I feel like this is going to get misconstrued. <laughs> As long as you don't say mean things to me, it's fine. But like, you are more than welcome to want to murder me. No, yes, let's let's get in to the rest. The reason why I brought that up is because I think "Brutal Prince" by Sophie Lark is one of the like most true to form enemies to lovers. Like these two literally want to kill each other, try to kill each other, um, and then they you know fall in love so i think that's where my my thought was coming from um but yeah um no i agree i think that nobody does enemies to lovers like sophie lark like if you read her books they are just pure perfection for enemies to lovers uh what's what's the series i just read i'm totally blanking Um, brutal birthright yeah the brutal birthright series i think that there's um how many books are in that? Five. Five books in that series. And they're all like enemies to lovers. So good. Yeah. We're going to do a whole episode on Sophie Lark because not only do we love her books, we just love her as a person and as an author. So more to come on that. But Brutal Prince is one of them. And then I feel like the classic that a lot of people go to is The Hating Game by Sally Thorne, which hot tea. I hated that book. Yeah. I, so, fun fact, Jess and I usually have very different opinions on books. Like, we just have different True. different tastes, I think. But I loved The Hating Game. I did read it with mm, probably, like, early 21, so almost two years ago. So I don't remember a lot of it, but I know that I loved it. I thought they were, like, the classic workplace enemies to lovers. And that's another trope, workplace romance. So mm-hmm. two tropes there. But I thought they were just – I don't know. I thought it was so good. And there's a movie now – I guess this is hot tea, but I hated the movie. I thought it was. I so- love. Oh movie. god! I thought the movie was so bad. I did not like it at all. But that's very typical for me. I always love a book more. So, I do, I typically love the book more. But in the case of the Hating Game, I hated that book just because I feel like in the book, the character, the girl, I think her name is Lucy. Lucy. I'm, I'm 
yeah, she just is like, I don't know. She's so whiny and she's just like, have sex with me. And he's like, no. And she just like feels like so pushy, like that if it were worlds were switched, you would be like creeped out because it would be like a double standard. Right. Like, no, for sure. I think I would be Lucy. In- <laughs> <laughs> so- Noted. Um, another recommendation is set on you by Amy Leah. And I actually, we buddy read this together and I actually did not like this book at all. I see, I Mm. thought she, and I don't even remember her name. I thought she was so annoying. Woe is me. Pity party. And which I thought she was awful. I did not like her at all. So go read that book. We're really (laughs) selling it. But you liked it. You didn't hate it. Yeah. No, I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind it. Um, Yeah. I think the one that I really love is The Unhunted Mooners by Christina Warren. 100%. So. That's such a good book. And Ugh. they're making it into a movie, I believe, or a show. Who knows when? But that's such a good book. It is like enemies to lovers and they go on this honeymoon together because everybody at the <laughs> wedding that they're in gets sick. And so they're the maid of honor and the best man. Yeah. And so they take the honeymoon and they go to Hawaii and they're like... It's also forced proximity, which is another trope, and it's just such a good book. It is probably, if anyone ever asks me, like, Emily, I really want to read something funny, that is my go-to. And I think it is absolutely hysterical. Like, I I think it's so, so funny. So, very good, Rock. I think that's a good one. An opposite of enemies to lovers, Mm -hmm. maybe. Not fully, Mm -hmm. but we have friends to lovers. Yes. Friends to lovers, I, I did mention that if my husband and I were a trope, we would be friends to lovers. So this yeah. one does hold a dear spot in my heart because it is kind of fun to see just, like, really two people kind of create, like, a foundation of friendship above anything else. Like, there's nothing kind mm-hmm. of, like, sexual there. There's no tension. There's no angst. It's just, like, a really good bond. And then, like, watching emotions kind of, like, build from there, I always think is really fun. And it's so relatable for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. like, that. that's totally valid. That makes sense. I could see how that would happen. Totally. Yeah, I think I agree 100%. And I feel like Friends to Lovers is probably the most realistic and most relatable for most people. Um, maybe not. That's not true. I, the apps are a big thing these days. Yeah. So. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but God. I agree. I love the kind of like the foundation and the background and a little bit of history that you get with Friends to Lovers. Um, and it's always... I feel like a little bit more lighter than it is with enemies to Mm -hmm. lovers because they're just like nicer to each other. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I feel like they're typically maybe a little bit more comedic than enemies to lovers. Yeah. Um, Just because what else are they going to talk about? No, I agree. I definitely think they're like easier reads, I would say. Just like kind of, I don't know, easier to, I don't know. The relationship isn't as tense. It doesn't give you anxiety, you know? Right. So some good recs for this one. We have Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating, and that's by Christina Lauren. And that's another one that I absolutely love. It is so funny. Like how you mentioned. It's so funny. It is hilarious. Like the main – what is her? Do you remember? Oh, Hazel. Duh. Hazel. Jesus. Duh. <sighs> but anyways, <laughs> she is so quirky. Like she is one of the most quirky characters I think that like I've read about. I just absolutely love her. Yeah, I agree. I think she is – 
I, I adored her. Yeah. And if you follow me on Bookstagram, this is a book that I kind of recommend recurringly. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a word? Recur- on a recurring basis? Just because it's so cute and it's so funny. Yeah. And if you like the show New Girl, you will like this book because yeah. I see so much of Jess in Hazel, but like less annoying. Yeah, I was definitely just going to say I love New Girl. <laughs> absolutely adore the show. I watch it on repeat, but Jess is so annoying to me. And yeah. so I do see, I think I see like Jess's quirky outfits and like yeah. her quirky mannerisms in Hazel. And we haven't talked about Josh, but Josh is the ultimate. God. Ultimate book boyfriend. Ultimate book boyfriend. Oh my Josh gosh. Josh Oh, love that man. So yeah. good. So definitely recommend that one for friends to lovers. It's also best friend's brother. Yeah. Too, mm-hmm. which is another trope. But like we said, a lot of tropes, a lot of books have multiple tropes in them. And that's just like the more the merrier. Absolutely. I agree. We just kind of picked out maybe like the biggest trope, I would yeah, say, for sure. in, in that book. So another good one is Hook, Line, and Sinker by Tessa Bailey. Um, that one is a little spicy number. But it's Tessa Bailey, so it makes sense. But that's a good one. And I think it's a unique um, kind of plot line with – what is his name in it? I'm so bad with names. Do you remember his name? Fox. Yeah, with Fox. Like, I think his character story is really interesting in that one, too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because he definitely has some, like – um issues with like being this playboy and like that's what people assume he is and so he kind of gets like stuck in this box and people just want him for his hot bod i don't blame them but they're they have a really good (laughs) friendship i really like the friendship that they have and they bond over a lot of common interests and i think they really help each other with their insecurities so that's a really that's a good one too if you're looking for friends to lovers um can you think of any other ones jess that's why I'm, like, looking at my bookshelf. I'm trying to think of them, but I don't know. We are going to put a guide together over on our bookstagram after this episode with all the books that we're talking about. So if you're, like, driving and listening to our podcast and trying to write down these books, please stop. Please please don't get in a car accident. Do that. Yeah, that is <laughs> yeah. not safe. We will put a post <laughs> together. So just listen. No need to write. Yeah. Um. I don't know if – See, I want to say people we meet on vacation, but it's also kind of like not that. I don't know. But loosely people we meet on vacation is friends to lovers because they were friends first and then they kind of like had a little romance and they drifted apart and it's like second chance romance. Yeah. yeah. I don't have much to say about that one. I didn't like it. So moving on. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Childhood besties to lovers. I like this one. This is sometimes um, like a second chance romance. I feel like they are they go hand in hand, you know, like childhood. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, and we actually have two on this rec list that are we listed in second chance romance. So, swear on this life by Renee Carlino is a new one that we hadn't mentioned that I actually haven't read yet, but I'm excited to read because I've heard really great things from Um, me and then we from Emily. And then we have Every Summer After by Carly Fortune again, Love in Other Words by Christina Lauren, Scandalized by Ivy Owens, which is a newer book. Uh-huh. And if you didn't know, Ivy Owens is half of the author duo, Christina Lauren. Yes, it is Lauren. And she goes by Ivy Owens as her pen name. And I don't know if you know this, but Ivy Owens is based off her kids' names. So that's how I she, that. yeah, that's how she came up with that. Um, that one is steamy. 
That is steamy. And it's a really good book. It is. And it's another ultimate, like, book boyfriend. Ugh, yeah. I forget his name, but I loved his character. Yeah. Um. But anyways, Scandalized by Ivy Owens and then Forever and Ever by Lucy Score. Mm-hmm. I think Scandalized, too, is kind of loosely childhood besties to lovers because I don't know if they really were, like, besties as yeah, children. Yeah, was, she was best friends with his sister mm-hmm. and he was just kind of there. Yeah, so it's definitely, like, a childhood maybe friends ending up yeah. as lovers. But it's a very interesting story. I love all of them. I would say probably Scandalized is the steamiest Forever Never, mm-hmm. I really liked. That was a good one by Lucy Score. It's funny because when I first, <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to buddy read it and then I just went ahead and read it. But she said she forgave me for that. Yeah, that was a lie. Okay. Well, <laughs> I can't change the past. Oh but it's actually funny because when I read Forever Never, at first I didn't like it. I even told her that. I was like, it was yeah, just like that. too much. But I think about that book a lot. So I think I'm going to have to go back to Goodreads and like change my review because I I do really think about those characters a lot and just like wonder like, I wonder what they're doing now. So <laughs> isn't that funny how that happens? It is. I I've, I have books like that as well. Um, I, We also have Scandalized listed under Instalove, which is a trope that a lot of people strongly dislike mm-hmm. i feel like yeah. um, um, that would be me <laughs> <laughs> it's me i am a lot of people no i don't mind insta love because i if i had to describe my husband and i's relationship i would say it's very insta love so sweet i love that yeah but like there are books where it's just like really like too too much mm-hmm. and confess by colleen hoover is one that comes to mind for me because i just read it and that was a lot where I was just like, I like Instalove, but like, this is like insane. Yeah. No, I think that this is another trope. Well, all of these tropes can be polarizing, right? You like them, you hate mm-hmm. them, whatever. Instalove is not one of my favorite tropes because I do like that build up. I do like the angst. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the tension. So when it's kind of just like an instant, I love you, I want to be with you forever, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. However, I really did like Confess. So I think, like, you cannot like a trope but really like a book. You know what I mean? Or you, Mm -hmm. like, not like a book but really love the trope. Like, they don't always have to be, like, I don't know. They don't always have to go together. I agree. I agree. So Scandalized is another insta-love book. And then I actually just binge read last night Accidentally Amy by Lynn Painter. And if you haven't read that book, do it now immediately because it was so good. I was literally smiling and laughing the whole time. And it is insta-love, but it's like, I don't know. Like, they just clearly have such a connection and, like, a good vibe that it works. Yeah, she, the first thing that just told me when we got on the pod and just, like, we're kind of, like, chatting was that I needed to read this book. So this. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I'm excited to get to that one. Maybe I will I'm, like the insta love in it. I don't know. I'm curious to know what you think because like Emily said, like we don't often – like we we like the same books, mm-hmm. but we a lot of times feel differently about them. So yeah. I'm curious to know if you love it as much as I did. But I rated it five stars. I'm excited. I will get to that eventually. Eventually. Um. Okay. Forbidden Love. Ooh. Yes. Uh, how do you like this that like, one? How do you like let let me hear your thoughts. What do you think about this trope? So, I am like hit or miss with this trope. I feel like it doesn't always work because I'm the type of person that's like, okay, 
like what is actually holding you back from love Mm -hmm. like is it actually forbidden like in in today's world i feel like there really should be no such thing as forbidden love i feel that but i guess like i don't have a bodyguard and i'm not like a royal or a celebrity you know what i mean so like i guess i don't connect as much with this trope but i do like to read about it because fiction Amen. I I really like this trope. I don't know if I've read a ton of this trope, so I guess I should say the books that I have read that are Forbidden Love, I've really, really liked. So, like, Royally Not Ready by Megan Quinn. I loved that that book. And that was, like, you know, she's this very princess diaries, right? Like, she finds out she's apparently a princess, and she has a Mm -hmm. bodyguard, and she's not allowed to, like – be with a commoner. Well, he's not her bodyguard. No, you're right. He's not. He, he's like the royal adversary or something like that. Yeah, he like is training her. He kind of reminds me of a bodyguard, to be honest, because he has that like protective instinct over her. For sure. But like, he, yeah, you're right. He's not technically your bodyguard, but I like Forbidden Love. I think it kind of makes it more fun. Like, they have to do that sneaking around thing. Like, Mm -hmm. and they only really have each other in the book. Like, they can't, like, talk about it to other people, I think, which makes their relationship, like, a little more intense. Yeah. And you get, like, stolen glances from the room. And then it's, like, the tension because, like, she's talking to someone else at, like, a party Mm -hmm. and he sees her. And then after, he's, like you're fucking mine even if you like we can't tell people like you don't talk to anybody else yeah that's hot yeah it's so hot i love forbidden forbidden love trope there's um i haven't read throttled but that's another by lauren asher Asher. yeah but that's a i've heard a lot about it you read that just yeah throttled is like it's her brother's rival they're both like f1 race car drivers um and she gets into a little thing with her brother's rival so it's definitely on my tbr um yeah i want to read the rest of the series i haven't but um we were supposed to buddy read that together and emily told me she was starting and then she didn't so i been for the whole thing Uh uh-huh and i don't forgive you for that so (laughs) on you that was on you (laughs) um another one that we have is twisted lies um this so every single there's four books in this series the twisted series and every single one of her books is a different trope so that's why we've mentioned twisted hate wait twisted you said twisted lies oh i meant twisted games that's my bad twisted games um is a forbidden love i'm looking at our next trope already but it's (laughs) funny because all four of her books have a different trope so they fall into categories but that one's pretty good um i don't they're all also kind of, sorry now this is an is on her books but they're all also kind of um enemies to lovers as well as these like side tropes yeah yeah but twisted games is she's a royal and he's her bodyguard mm-hmm. so very good but speaking of another book that falls into a different trope <laughs> that i just mentioned twisted lies is siblings bestie I love a brother's best friend romance. Oh, girl, same. So I have a brother. Well, I have two brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? But where I'm getting at? Well, my you'll understand why I said eight brothers. So I have an older brother, and so when I was in middle school and high school, like my brother's friends were always around, and I always oh had gosh. that like, oh, does he think I'm cute? Like, how fun would it be if he just kissed me and my brother didn't know? Like, we had, you know oh, what I mean? And so when I say a brother, I'm not going to mention my little brother because that's creepy. There's they're ten years younger than me, <laughs> but I love a sibling's bestie. I think it is so so fun because again like 
the books that I've read with this trope, they're usually sneaking around. They don't want to be caught. So I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. What are, I guess, also, what are some recs for that? You said, did you say Twisted Hate already? Yeah. So Twisted Hate, we mentioned that one before. Um, But Twisted Hate and Twisted Lies both both would fall under siblings bestie i think um they're in the same series they're both very very steamy um so i think they're a lot of fun those three little words is also uh yeah brothers bestie um it's part of a series by megan quinn the vancouver agitators but what's funny about that one is those three little words its main trope is actually Oops, I'm pregnant. So <laughs> that is another trope. How do you feel about accidental pregnancies? I don't mind it. I know I feel like out of all of the tropes that we talked about, insta love and accidental pregnancy are like the most polarizing. You either love it or you hate it. I totally agree. I think I love accidental pregnancies. I think they're fun. I think, too, because they're not very common books. Like, it's not a very common trope. Because when authors write them, they get so much hate for them. Literally. <laughs> no, we actually spoke to Megan Quinn. We we met her at a Polycon. And we were just talking about her books. And I told her I loved those three little words. And she was like, I will never write another accidental pregnancy book because, like, I was roasted. Like, people tore her <laughs> apart for it. So... To each their own. I I can understand why some women may find that trope a little insensitive. I personally, I love it. I think it's so, so fun. Yeah. And it it happens, right? Like, that's a real life thing. I feel like that's more common than like, for sure. I want to murder you, but I'm going to fall in love with you trope, as Jess mentioned earlier. (laughs) Maybe it's too close to nonfiction. So the fiction girlies are just like the same. It. That's so true. I don't mind it. I really don't mind it, though. I think it's, I think they're fun. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're fun, too. Other recommendations for this one, which I haven't read, but Emily has been pushing me to read, Mm -hmm. is um, Purple Orchids by uh, Samantha Christie. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Lizzie Blake's Best Mistake. Um, by Maisie Eatings and I'm really excited to read that because just the title sounds so freaking cute her best mistake um we're gonna buddy read that one and maybe we'll do an episode on it but also that we we didn't list it in here but um the I forget it's a part of the deal series which one is it oh yeah the score right was no No, it's not the score the last one in the series I'm totally blanking on it the mistake maybe? oh that sounds mean. that sounds no, mean that's i don't it. i don't want to say it's that one let's just <laughs> it's a book that is but it's theory. not that one um no i can't remember either but th- i think that's a really really fun one i love that i love he, that book. he's your the goal. the goal the goal yeah and he's he your favorite. favorite yeah tucker he was your favorite yeah. in there um totally no those are good ones I, we're we're coming up on time here and we want to like the next ones are kind of like my favorite trope i know i think we just need to speed round 10 minutes let's, let's do, do it. it okay 
Grumpy Sunshine. This oh, oh. okay. I can sp- oh. no. We just I can spend ten minutes on this, but let's I just spend my whole life talking literally. about Grumpy Sunshine. Grumpy Sunshine is by far my favorite. My favorite trope. I think Same. you get this like brooding man who like hates the world, but then this like like ray of sunshine comes in and just fucking lights up his life, yes. and he t- makes like a whole one eighty. Yes. Or it's like I still actually hate everybody but you. <laughs> I think that's what I love the most about it. I love Grumpy Sunshine. Some of my favorite book boyfriends are like in these books that have this trope and you're completely right like they just hate life they hate everyone and then she just turns his world upside down and mm-hmm. my favorite outcome is he still hates everyone but absolutely loves her like i he I has like a that. soft spot for her so some some recommendations that we have for this trope they're absolutely must reads we've read every single one of these and they mm-hmm. are so highly recommended royally not ready and a not so meet cute both by megan quinn it Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey, and then Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. Oh. Absolutely must-reads. Like, if you take one thing away from this, like, those are absolute must-reads. Yeah. And I think, like, the I would recommend those regardless of the trope, but Same. I think, yeah, take those. Um, okay, let's do one-bed trope, just because we don't have a ton on here. Just because it's not usually a main trope that you hear. It's definitely, like, an additional, like, side trope of something that happens in a story. But a one-bed trope is where... They get to their destination and they think they booked a hotel or two hotel rooms or it has two beds and then they open the doors and there's only one bed and so they have to sleep together or figure their shit out. Um, But yeah, I love a one bed trope. Funny story that happened to me and Jess once. We went to a Polycon uh, earlier this year and she booked the room. So I don't know. It actually wasn't a mistake. I thought it would bring us closer. (laughs) But we did have one bed. But no, this this is a fun trope. Like Jess said, this usually isn't like a main trope. It's kind of like a little side fun thing. But it adds a level of tension, right? And kind of a level of like, ooh, like are they going to touch feet? And then something's going to happen. So I think that's a fun one. Um, we have down the love hypothesis. Um, Which I don't actually remember if it has a one bedroom. So if it doesn't, don't be pissed at us. But I think it does. Yeah, I'm not recalling a one bedroom either. <laughs> I'm like 75% sure. <laughs> but either way, really cute book. You should definitely read it. I love it. Okay, let's move on. Marriage of Convenience slash Fake Dating. This is another one of my favorites. Oh, same. So, yeah, tell us about this one. Marriage and Convenience and Fake Dating. I think these are probably some of the funniest, like, books in a trope. Like, the one right off the top of my head would be A Not-So-Meet-Cute by Megan Mm. Quinn, where they are fake married, fake engaged. It is literally hysterical. It is so, so funny. But really what it is is two people, they start dating each other for some reason, right? Because they... You know, they go to a wedding and they want to convince everyone that they're dating someone or they get married to impress a client. Like just it's something like so absurd where you would never actually do it in real life. Um, Or maybe you would. I don't know. (laughs) I would. It's usually like a mutually beneficial agreement. So it's like we're both single. Like we want our parents to get off our backs. Like if you come to me to this wedding, I'll come to you to this work event. I'll I'll come with you. And it's like we scratch each other's backs and then we go our separate ways sort of thing. Yeah. Mutually beneficial. That's a great way to describe it. I think – so we got some good recs on here. Um, Do you want to go through them, Jess? 
Oh, yes. I would love nothing more. (laughs) Okay, so The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. I loved this book. This is, ugh, just read it. So good. Uh, But that's fake dating. Then we have dating Dr. Dill. I was going to say Dr. Bill. Dr. Bill? (laughs) Dating Dr. Bill by Nisha Sharma, I think is how you say our last name. Um, Roomies by Christina Lauren, The Deal by L. Kennedy, and The Blind Side by Candy Steiner. Mm-hmm. Um, those last two are fake dating, and then Roomies is Marriage of Convenience. Yeah, I think Roomies, and we don't have a not so meet cute on here by Megan Quinn, but I would mm-hmm. really recommend that one. In Roomies by Christina Lauren, I think that's one of their underrated books. I'm not going to lie to you, I love that book. Um, maybe I'll do a review on that soon to try and convince I people to read, read it. That yet. It's really good. It's really funny, really cute. Um, they, not to spoil, this doesn't spoil anything. It's literally the plot, but they get married because he is not an American citizen. So he's going to be Ooh. deported if he does not get married to her. So she really pulls cute. one through for the team. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but I love this trope. I think it is so fun. I love all of these. You guys are probably so sick of hearing me say that, but I do. We love the trope. We love okay. them all. Another favorite, running through this, workplace romance, which is obviously when they work in the same place, whether it's like she's above him, he's above her, or their co-workers, um, some sort of in the workplace romance. For those, we have The Hating Game by Sally Thorne, The Spanish Love Deception by Elena Armas, So Not Meant to Be by Megan Quinn, and Weather Girl by Rachel Lynn Solomon. Um, I like this trope fine um it's not one of my favorites did i just say it was my favorite i might have if i did i lied now that i'm thinking about it i'm like i don't know <laughs> I don't, we've said that a lot but i, I i'm with you i like a workplace a workplace romance um i think they tend to be again pretty steamy because you get a lot of office sex scenes like boardroom moments the beautiful beautiful bastard exactly that's just gonna say beautiful bastard series is probably the filthiest sluttiest workplace romance book it's an erotica actually classified as is it really yeah because i was reading that on my way to the beach and i was like this is just all <laughs> like what's going on christina lauren has a dirty side to them and i they have a range it. honey i love it um, um also throwing in there again accidentally amy because i just fucking love that book um that's also a workplace romance i have fomo i really need to read that you can read it in like three hours it's so good okay i'm going to do it forget work after this i'm reading accidentally amy <laughs> um another one secret dating Again, this kind of reminds me, I mean, it's not the same, but it kind of reminds me of forbidden love or like usually mm-hmm. like a sibling's bestie because you're you're trying to hide it from somebody. So I yeah. think it adds like a lot of tension. It adds a lot of kind of like, like you said, those stolen glances type thing. Um, I don't know. And usually there's some heartache that goes along with it. So speaking of that one would be Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by TJR. Oh. That is... It's different, I think, from any book we've really talked about. I don't. It's in a league of its own, but it, it is kind of a secret dating. Taylor Jenkins Reid is in a league of her own, and we can do a whole episode on her. We will, and we will do. <laughs> we can, and we will. <laughs> um, but yeah, secret dating is definitely a big part of that book, just because she is. Well, I don't want to spoil yeah, don't it. I'm not going to talk about it. 
Um, reminders of him by Colleen Hoover is also on there. Yes. And then we also have Scandalized by Ivy Owens again. Mm-hmm. And both fun – or all three, you know, great reads. Reminders of him and Scandalized yeah. are, um, I would say, more cutesy than Seven Husbands. But Reminders of him is kind of a lot. It's it's definitely heavier, but I think it's not as heavy as Seven Husbands, I wouldn't say. it's Yeah, I would say that, and it's not as, like – as literary yeah I no i agree I reminders of him wasn't my favorite colleen hoover to be honest with you so i oh i loved it i know and that's another you either really loved it or people topic for another day but <laughs> all good ones for secret dating all good ones okay what's our last trope i actually do genuinely love this because i love a man with money oh uh, who doesn't <laughs> but we got the billionaire trope so you know you you just want to be a sugar baby for these guys Mm. they are just rich loaded men they usually aren't that nice i will say the books (laughs) that i think like the books that we might mention some of them they kind of got an ego on them because they're billionaires but i love them i like you said i love a man with money we love a man with money or a woman with money. I personally have never read where, like, she's the billionaire, which sexist. Somebody needs to write that. <laughs> and it's going to be May. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's true. I've never read a book where the woman has more money. but I'm sure they exist. But. Yeah. If not, we need to write a petition. But I would be fine if the man had more money and I could stay at home and be, like, a stay-at-home wife. So... That's true. Call me yeah, the true. worst feminist in the world, but that's how I feel. <laughs> um, some good books for this Dreamland Billionaire series. I mean, it's literally in the title. It's literally in the so, title. Um, Those are also workplace romances and enemies to lovers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much enemies to lovers. And grumpy sunshines. <laughs> so if you want a book with every single trope we talked about, those. <laughs> um, a not so meet cute and so not meant to be. Both in a series, yeah, um, by Megan Quinn, and they have multiple tropes. You got marriage of convenience, fake dating, workplace romance, billionaire, Mm. lots of tropes. Friends to lovers. Yes. Yeah. Lots going on in there. And then my favorite book in the off-campus series by L. Kennedy would be The Score, and he is a a rich college kid. I mean, he got money, honey, so. Just kidding. I actually, he was my least favorite. Dean sucked. Um, but also we don't have it on the list, but Savage Lover by Sophie Lark, Nero. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a mafia, but he's also, he's got money, money, and she is just kind of like working class trying to get by paying for, you know, her dad's medical bills and stuff like that. Mm So that's all that wraps up our list. There are so many other tropes that we didn't talk about, but I think those are kind of the main ones that like just kind of, you know, preface this with fall into like the romance category. So I think those are fun ones. Yeah. And I'm sure like we'll continue to like expand on tropes and come back to them and have additional recs for you all. But um, these are kind of like our starting off point. And I know we referenced a lot of the same books for each trope but again like tropes can have books can have more than one trope so that's what happened there yeah for sure and I think I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode or maybe halfway through but we are going to put together a guide for everyone and that'll be over on our Instagram um and if you can think of any books that fit into these tropes definitely like leave a comment so other listeners and other readers can find more books because we are always 
always looking for more books. We're always looking for more books. I actually love when people recommend books to me directly, like slide into my DMs and recommend books. So do that over on Friends with Books Pod. Maybe we'll buddy read it and talk about it in a future episode. Um, But yeah, this wraps up our trope episode. Yes. I'm really excited for next week's episode because what are we talking about, Em? Oh my God. Hold on to your steering wheel or your headphones or whatever you're doing because we are talking about it. (laughs) That's my dog. She's excited too. She is hyped. She's pumped. But we are talking about It Ends With Us and It Starts With Us. By Colleen, By Colleen Hoover. Hoover. Oh, so If you excited. couldn't tell, we both love Colleen Hoover, um, Emily more so than mm-hmm. I do, but um, It Ends With Us is probably her biggest book. Yeah. People love that book. Um, and it is, she's coming out with the sequel. Today is October 17th, so it comes out tomorrow. Oh my God. So we are going to read it um, and talk about it and... I am so excited. I feel like this has been such a long time coming. It really has. I'm super, super excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I can't wait to get your opinion and my opinion on it. We're just going to have so much fun. But I agree. last thing to wrap up our episode, I think it's time for Bookmarked. Bookmarked. Book, book, bookmarked. What is it, Jess? What's it going to be? All right. So if you are new here and you don't know what Bookmarked is, it is where we call out a um, specific topic that we covered in the podcast. Um, You DM us the answer and we will choose a winner at random to get a little something special, whether it's a book, a gift card, a coffee on us, something good. Um, So this week's Bookmarked is... Tell us! <laughs> what book did we list under the one-bed trope? Ooh. We only listened, listed one book, and we don't even know if it's really a one-bed trope. It is. Okay. Dink, dink, dink. What book is under the one-bed trope? That is our bookmark for this week. And if you liked that, I just came up with it on the spot, hence the long, drawn-out drum roll. <laughs> and I'm staring at her the whole time, like, what's it going to be? <laughs> Amazing. I guess we can say that we are friends with the book tropes. Mm-hmm. If you liked this episode and want to continue reading along with us again we will be reading it ends with us and it starts with us in our next episode um make sure you follow us over on instagram at friends with books pod um we announce our buddy reads over there and also we just have fun over there too so much Um, fun yeah So, so much fun but in the meantime make sure you subscribe to the pod tune into next week's episode and if you want to follow along we are reading it starts with us and we cannot wait That's it. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Except for it'll be Thursday. See you next Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. Bye.